Through challenging work and on-the-job training, Travelers Insurance is committed to providing career opportunities to military spouses in a variety of roles. People think of insurance and they get kind of scared away like, oh, that's boring or I don't understand it, that kind of stuff. But it's actually pretty interesting once you start to learn the ins and outs of it. And Travelers does a really, really great job of training us and educating us so that we can be experts in our specific field. Learn more at travelers.com slash military. How to handle rejection. This is coaching from Vertforce. Rejection is your opportunity to refine your job search. Let me explain how in this video. Virtual employment is here to stay. I'm military spouse, Vertforce founder, and your remote work expert, Kimber Hill. Subscribe now to learn how you too can thrive in the virtual workforce. Welcome back to the Vertforce show. I'm active duty military spouse and remote staffing strategist, Kimber Hill. Think of me as your fairy job mother for remote and virtual opportunities. I'm here to teach you everything you need to know to land that perfect virtual career. Today, we are talking about rejection. Listen, everybody has been rejected. And if you're watching this video, chances are you just got another rejection letter and I probably tagged you in social media and said, hey, watch this video. So first, let's address what you're feeling. And these feelings are okay. I want you to just kind of breathe them in and release them. Your heart is prob probably sank a little bit. You probably had that ooh, drooping feeling right here in your chest. You might be feeling a little bit of hopelessness. There's some thoughts that may be creeping in right now. You might be feeling like maybe this just is not meant to be. Maybe I'm just only meant to be married to the military and supporting my spouse. You might also be feeling, I am not good enough for this. This isn't right for me. I'm nothing more than what I am in this moment. Okay, let those go because that is absolutely not true. I want you to think of rejection as the universe's way of saying, that one's not right for you, or you're not quite right for that one, for that position. What am I saying here? Even if it was your dream job, imagine if all of your dreams came true right now in this moment, would you be ready for them? This was something that kind of spoke to my heart back in 2019 and 2018. I was asking God and praying for something specific. And, you know, he kind of spoke to me in that moment and said, but if I gave you that right now, you wouldn't be ready for it. You would crumble under the pressure of what that would be for you right now. Okay, so count that as a blessing. If it didn't happen for you, it was not the right opportunity for you. So how can we get you ready? And how can we be more prepared for the right opportunity when it comes along? I've got some notes right here in front of me and I want to talk to you about getting ready for that. And it starts by understanding where you are, uh, where you are in the process. What is the hiccup? Why are you not landing it? Why, why have you not met your perfect opportunity yet? 
So how do you better prepare yourself to meet that perfect opportunity? And there are two levels that I believe you can be on. Level one is I'm just not even landing interviews for my perfect opportunity. Level two is I'm landing interviews and I've landed tons of interviews, but I can't seem to get past the interview to get to my perfect opportunity. I'm gonna talk to you about each of these briefly and give you solutions to get past them. How to know if you're at level one. The biggest indicator of level one, if I've not even landed an interview, is this statement, which I hear all the time. I've applied to countless 60, 80, 100, 200 opportunities, and I'm not hearing back. I feel like there's nothing out there for me. There's no hope. I'm frustrated. Why is no one calling me for an interview? Or when I do get callbacks, they're spam opportunities. Hard truth coming at you right now. If you have applied to 60, 80, 100, I would say even 40 opportunities, and you haven't landed an interview, you are making a mistake somewhere. Something is wrong in your application process, which means you are not quite prepared to sit for those interviews. The mistake could be in your resume, it could be in your cover letter, it could be in your job targeting process, or it can be some jumbo crazy combination of all three. You've gotta think about these three things when you apply, and um, there are some super common mistakes that you could be making. I'm gonna go through five common mistakes with you right now, my level one people, and I'm gonna give you a solution for how you can fix them. So, one, you're not being intentional about what you're looking for. You don't know what you want, you're applying to anything and everything, and you are approaching the job market as a free-for-all. I'll apply for this, I'll apply for that, I'll go for this, I'll go for that, when somebody's gotta hire me. That's wrong. You have to know your core values, you have to know who you are, you have to know the job type that you want, you gotta know the company that you wanna work for, and intentionally set your sights on that. Set your goals to that and apply to them. You will have phenomenally better results pursuing it from that method. Number two, you're not modifying or tailoring your resume for each position. All right, I have complaints from employment partners who say, we have the same candidate apply for every job opening. We see the same resume coming through for every job opening on our website. Um, do you think that they don't read your resume? Friend to friend, your resume gets reviewed. And if it is the same resume you are submitting over and over and over again to the same company for the same positions, or if it's the same resume you're sending to 60, 80, 120 people, no wonder you're not getting hired. You're not telling them why you're right for that job. You're just throwing them your information and saying, hire me. That's not how the job market works. Hiring managers want to see that you believe you're a good fit for the role and they wanna see why. And you have to use your resume as the opportunity to describe that. 
Number three, you're not submitting a cover letter. I used to be guilty of this because I didn't want to take the time to write a cover letter. Um, then I mastered the cover letter and I found it super easy to do and an easy thing that would help me stand out above the other candidates. There's a huge percentage of candidates who don't send cover letters. There's an even larger percentage of candidates who do send cookie cutter, generic, blah, 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 boring cover letters to every, to every single job that they apply for. Sometimes it's the same cover letter for every job. They just change the job title, if they even change the job title. And when you, what I'm trying to say here is when you write a good cover letter that shows you're paying attention, you know what job you're applying for, you're intentional about this application, whoa, like, it shocks hiring managers that you took the time to do that. So don't skip that step. Four, you're not getting creative, right? When you are describing yourself in the job application process, when you are reaching out to people on LinkedIn, when you are making connections, you've gotta be asking and you've got to be keeping your ears to the ground and you've got to be tuned into the job market to look for opportunities from different venues and not simply going to Indeed or going to a job board and just applying for everything that you see. And number five, you are thinking about covering more ground instead of taking a refined approach. So really this conversation is quantity over quality. All right, if you're applying to 60, 40 plus jobs, I can tell you right now you're making the quantity mistake and we need you to scale that back to make it a goal of five quality jobs a week that meet all of my criteria and would be perfect for me. Be more intentional about the jobs that you're applying for, going back to number one. All right, so how do we fix this? These are a lot of problems, a lot of mistakes could be being made here. Um, here's where I'm going to point you to resources that are gonna solve my level one, oneers, my level oneers, your problems. So first, Rocket Remote. It's Vert Force's online school. It is free for military, military spouses. It's where you can go to fix your resume, fix your cover letter, fix your LinkedIn, and learn LinkedIn strategy. Resume Bootcamp is about 10 hours of resume and cover letter coaching. You follow that bad boy chronologically, you will come out the other end with a resume in fighting shape for the remote job market and you will know exactly how to tailor it and support it for all of your positions that you're applying for. Um, another thing that we do in Rocket Remote is we do critiques. All right, I'm not just gonna throw you into the course and leave you hanging there. If you go through that course and write a resume and write a cover letter after completing the course, I will give you live critiques. What we're gonna do right now is in the description of this episode, this show, I'm linking you to some of the live critiques that we've done so you can kind of experience that for yourself and learn it. Another thing that we teach in Resume Bootcamp is how to tailor, I'm sorry, how to um, target, how to target the job that you want. 
so that you're not out there willy-nilly just applying to anything and everything and how to know what you want. You may not even know your core values. I got you. I can teach you how to find that out about yourself. We spend so many times, like taking so much time taking care of our family, taking care of our spouse, taking care of the household. We never stop to ask ourselves, what do I want? Okay, I'm gonna teach you how to ask yourself that question in this course. All right, the importance of self-help. So you'll find in, in Rocket Remote, um, in the LinkedIn course and in the resume course that I am emphasizing you do this yourself. The reason why I don't want you to go somewhere to have your resume built, I don't want you to go somewhere to have someone redo your LinkedIn profile for you is because when something like that is done for you, you become even further detached from who you are. So when you show up to interviews and you show up with hiring managers, to let them experience the real you, you're no closer to really understanding and knowing your real value. When you go through these self-help courses, you get so much more in tune with who you are and what you bring to the job market that you perform better when you get to the interview and when you get to the job. Need help building your skills and diving into the digital world of remote work? Stay-at-home profit has got your back with education, scholarships, and career opportunities. Join the stay-at-home profit family today and check out our five-week remote virtual assistant certificate program. As we all know how game-changing remote work opportunities are for the military community. Check us out at bit.ly forward slash vf hyphen profit dot com. All right, level tours. These are my people. Feeling the rejection, experiencing the rejection, it hits a little harder. It does because you made it to the interview and you know you were evaluated beyond a sheet of paper, right? You know you were, your cover letter was good, your resume was good. Clearly they were good enough to get you to the interview, but the rejection stings a little bit more because they got to experience your personality. And so you kind of feel rejected on a bit more of a personal level but you have to let that go, all right? We saw, read that out, because that's probably not what went wrong in your interview. What likely went wrong is something more technical. So here's what I've been hearing a lot lately. Um, and I wrote this down so I can read it to you. I haven't interviewed in so long and I just froze or I stumbled or I, I just, I know I could have done better. I didn't represent myself the best way that I could have. There are three things that um, you need to do to better prepare and do better in your next interview. And this is all considering that you've likely already taken my free course, How to Ace Your Virtual Interview. Um, that's gonna be linked down in the description too. If you haven't taken How to Ace Your Virtual Interview, it's the best 30 minutes um, you will ever invest into yourself in a single day, okay, in, in regards to your job prep. So number one, prepare, prepare, prepare. And we teach this in How to Ace Your Virtual Interview. You've got to get your mindset right. You've got to get your technology right because we're showing up virtually, right? We're showing up for remote job interviews on our computer. And if you can see right now, I'm lit up. I don't know if you can see it. I have a microphone. 
I've got three different lights in front of me. If I were to turn all of this off right now um, and just show up on my webcam, sorry I messed up my mic guys. Get, hang on, I gotta fix this. If I were to turn all of this off right now, your visual experience of me would be completely different. It really does make a difference. Um, also, I've, I've got my computer in front of me. I've restarted it. I know that I'm not gonna be getting any pop-ups um, or, or problems with the machine during this recording. You've gotta have your technology right, okay? And we teach that in how to ace your virtual interview. The next thing is preparing for the common questions. All right, I have a podcast episode I'm gonna link below, which is an interview prep and interview coaching um, episode, but also in how to ace your virtual interview, I give you the top common questions you are going to be faced with in your interview and how to prepare for it. I'm gonna give you a taste of that right now. The interview is not really about you, okay? They don't want to sh you to show up to the interview and talk about how amazing you are, all of your accolades, all of your accomplishments, what you need. I think the biggest mistake our military spouses are making right now in job interviews is saying, I need you to provide for me while I stay at home and take care of my kids, all right? You should not show up to an interview with that, okay? The interview is about the company's opening and are you the right fit for the opening? shift your perspective, all right? The perspective you need to be walking into is, I have studied your company. I have studied your opening. I know what you need to make your team function. I know what you have to have to accomplish your daily, weekly objectives. And hey, here are you know multiple reasons why I can do that for you based on my previous experiences, based on my skill sets. That's what your interview is about, right? Of course they wanna see your personality. Of course they wanna know what you do in your spare time. Of course they wanna hear about um, you know, some of your light accomplishments, but this is not a, a chance for you to go and recite an autobiography of yourself. It's a chance for you to explain to that company why you're gonna be stellar in the role in the opening. So. The last part of preparing is you gotta know the company. You can't do that if you have not studied the company, if you have not studied the role, and if you've not taken the time to understand it. You don't have to spend six hours doing that. You can study a company in 45 minutes or less, but you gotta be serious about it. And the more time that you spend, the more you're going to learn. I love going to an interview and talking about the company's mission statement. I love going in and talking about little factoids that I learned about them online and explaining to them, I found this out about your culture on the internet. It intrigues me. I'd like to work for a company who does that. All right, so um, number two, the follow-up. The follow-up starts before the interview. If you are not following up or you don't remember sending a thank you letter, then you're not, you're not following up. If all you sent was a thank you note, then you're not fully following up. I explain all of this in my episode, The Art of the Follow-Up. That is about a 10 minute training on how you should follow up. 
And the truth of the matter is, is that the follow-up starts, sorry, I have an itch on my face. The follow-up starts before the interview ever happens, honey. Isn't that cool? I bet no one ever told you that before. Um, so let me just suffice the follow-up to say, you gotta go watch my video, The Art of the Follow-Up, to make sure that you're doing it correctly. And if you're not following up, you're, miss you're missing a crucial component of your interview process. Number three, asking. There are three asks that you can make after an interview. I don't recommend asking for all three. I recommend picking one, maybe two, and um, making the ask on those. Okay, there are three asks that you can make after your follow-up. And this is typically after you've been rejected, okay? Um, or, or near the point where you're not sure if you're moving on to the next. And I don't recommend that you ask all three. If you ask all three, you're gonna overwhelm, you're gonna seem like more work than you're worth, right? Um, that's probably the wrong way to phrase it, but the HR manager is gonna look at it and say, this is a lot of work for me, um, I'll do this later, and then forget about it, right? And we need to make it as easy as possible to get our asks responded to. So the asks, A, you can ask for another interview. B, you can ask for feedback. And C, you can ask if you could apply again. Okay, asking for another interview or another chance. I recommend this only if you believe that there was something that inhibited you from performing in your interview. For example, my grandmother passed away and I think it's very okay for you to be transparent with the HR manager and say, I came to the interview during a personal crisis and I don't believe I performed my best during the interview because I was preoccupied with my personal crisis. Don't fillet your family details. Don't fillet your personal crisis. Just say, I was going through a personal issue and I would like the opportunity to re-interview if you have the bandwidth to interview me again. Um, you may not get a yes here, so don't get your feelings hurt if you don't get a yes because it may just come down to, we're sorry, we went ahead and moved forward with a different candidate, okay? Uh, for example, I had a candidate come to an interview in early 2020 sick with COVID. She should have just rescheduled because her interview was terrible. It was so awful and I felt awful for her because I could tell she was miserable and her mind was just very foggy. She did enter email me immediately after and she said, before you make any decisions on this interview, I would like to ask for another one because Clearly, I was not at my best today. So that's an example of how that can work. B, ask for feedback. So if you do get rejected, it's absolutely okay for you to ask for feedback. Some companies won't give it to you for liability purposes. Some companies don't have the time to give it to you. Um, so when that happens and you do get it, sometimes it's very, very vague and you have to read between the lines. Uh, so examples of feedback may be we're just going with a candidate that has more experience. Um, that can mean that your experience was not 
as tailored and specific as they needed it to be. It could also mean that you didn't have you didn't meet the professional criteria for the role. That's generally the most vague response that you're going to get. And in that case, just look at it as this wasn't the right opportunity for me. Okay, there's going to be another one. This one was not it. Pack your bags and move on. And C, ask when you can apply again. So this is common when there is a test or an aptitude assessment in place where they said, right now, you're not the right fit. Right now, you don't have enough experience. Or as of right now, you made a 70 on this aptitude test. We need you to make a 75 or higher to pass. In which case, you can say, thank you. I am confident that I can pass if I have the opportunity to take the test again or if I have the opportunity to apply again. When can that happen? Okay, so what you're doing there is setting a standard that they should expect to see your application again when you apply again and pass. Remember, you're going to have to do, you know, the prep work to make sure when you apply again, you're better than the first time you applied. You're more prepared than the first time you applied. But they see tenacity and they see dedication to the position, not someone just beating at the door until somebody finally answers the door. Okay, so that is my solution for my level tours. Uh, so wrapping up level two again, make sure you're prepared, make sure you're watching the How to Ace Your Virtual Interview course. Make sure you've watched the art of the follow-up and you know how to follow up. And finally, think about those three asks that you can be making and which would be appropriate for you. Remember, don't ask them all at one time or all for one position. This has been Rejection Coaching from Vertforce and your fairy job mother at Vertforce. I'll catch you in the next episode.